Hey everybody, this is Dave Cohen. We are on the uh, Tar Tales Fireside Chats. I have no idea what number we're up to. I think we're at six or seven <laughs> right now. But we've got Johnny Compton from West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dave. Um, I'm thrilled to have you. So special thanks uh, to Scott Guitar, Mr. Stengel. Yes, sir. Um, you guys go way back to uh, Killer B Guitars, right? Yes, we do, yes, we do man. Uh, got to know Scott uh, through Killer B. Uh, he's become a really good friend. Uh, I'm always like telling him to bring the bring the smoking jackets to West Virginia, but they don't pay quite. We don't pay quite enough down here. <laughs> yeah. a pretty good trip for him, but man, just a great dude. I really, really, really like. He him. really is. Um, our, our little factoid: when we had a band that had no gigs, no sing, no singers, and no songs, he was my keyboard player. <laughs> oh, he's a fine keyboard. I see a lot of people don't know about him, man. He's an amazing singer, amazing yep. guitar player, amazing keyboard player. I mean, the guy is just—he's a triple threat. No, he's a quadruple then. You know, he's a drummer too. I did not know that. His he's dad. Yeah, he's just a—he's an all-around monster. So there you go. Yeah. yeah, and every so often, if you look at the right picture he puts on uh, social media, his guns are pretty good too. Uh, his tricep, you know. So. <laughs> so, so you hail from that? When you're in West Virginia, where do you originally hail from? I, I well, I was actually born. Um, I was an army brat for the first few years of my life. You lived born. everywhere. Right. Yeah, I was born in uh, Walter Reed Hospital, and uh, at that time it was in Washington D.C. Um, but uh, my parents split up, and I came to West Virginia. I actually put Pocahontas County, Marlinton, West Virginia, which is a little tiny town in the in the middle of West Virginia. Right. Um, I came there when I was shoot. I think it was like second grade, and I've been here ever since. I love. I mean, there's there's nothing like West Virginia. West Virginia is kind of a state in a mentality unto its own. You know, it's during you kind of it's kind of in between the north and the south. Right, you know, right. Kind of, I feel like you get kind of the best of both worlds there. You know, you get, now you're above the Mason-Dixon line, though, right? Yeah, yeah we're above the Mason-Dixon. Yeah, West Virginia actually was Virginia in the during the Civil War. We we left to join the northern side. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I spent many years on the road as an electrician, and uh, we were working a job working a job in Richmond. And there was this really crusty old hateful local guy there. And uh, he said, uh, I was sitting with my buddy, and he said, uh, y'all from West Virginia? And I said, yeah. And he goes, y'all, y'all are, y'all deserters. You left us during the Civil War, you know. <laughs> and my buddy was eating Sam's and he looked up and he goes, didn't take us long to figure out who's going to win that scrap, mister. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I've only been through it a few times on longer drives, but it's Gorgeous out there, absolutely oh, yeah. gorgeous. Nothing like it, man. I, I, I've been all over the place, uh, all up and down the East Coast. Um, like I said, I was doing electrical work and touring, play music, and right. you know, it's just there's nothing like it. Uh, West Virginia, there's a whole different, it's like a whole different world, actually. To be honest with you, I love it. I love it. I, I bet, it, and you know, you guys get a bad rap. Yeah, uh, yeah, we do, yeah. Uh, and you know, some in some ways deserved. You know. Um, <laughs> I mean, but there are rednecks and, and hillbillies everywhere. No, know? there are. We, we've got a lot in Jersey, I'll tell you that. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. York, I was up in New York a couple of times. I was like, I mean, they, they bag on us? What the hell, man? I mean, I've yeah. never seen rednecks in all my life. Oh, my God. If you get out of this New York City and Long Island, it, it's, yeah, it's no yeah, doubt. Yeah. yeah, it's more country. But yeah. I, yeah, we catch a bad rap. I mean, like I said, you know, they're, 
just like any state, you know, there's good and there's bad. Um, right. It just right. Depends on what you want to expose yourself to. That's that. That's a great way to put it. I like yeah. that. So, um, so you as a guitar player, what you know, part of the draw to getting you on our show, we're very appreciative that you did the show with us. Oh man, you guys are awesome. I mean, uh, just the it's not there are not many shows like this out there. You know what I'm saying? Where people where you can sit down and you know, yourself being a musician, you know, and just just talk music and talk influences and talk about your, you know. And I just, I really want to be a part of it. I really. Oh, uh, we're we're thrilled to have you. And you, one of the things we try to do here, even though it's mainly, well, it's not mainly about the music. It's mainly about the people who right. happen to play music. Right. You know. Right. You know, so it's kind of cool. It's just, it's just really a. Uh, as I told you before we started recording, interviews are a little weird for me. I'm not really good at this, you know. But uh, make it the way you way you handle your. Your interviews, man, it's more like just talking to a friend. So that's, well, that's you know, it's I I truly appreciate that. And you know, one of the things that we said in our last show, we had Alex Scooby on. I said we start the show as strangers, and when they're done, we're friends. You know, absolutely. so absolutely, brother, absolutely. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Um, we were so happy to get you. Um, besides the fact that Scott said you're a great guy, and I could already tell that. You are a prolific um, collector of endorsements. So you, you've been incredibly successful yeah, in endorsing. And I'm wondering, you know, what started all that? And, and, and we'll cover some of the companies that you right. endorsed her for. Um, well, man, it, it started a while back. Um, I was in a band called the Black Cross Brotherhood Heavy Metal Band. And um, we had gotten hooked up with this manager. And the guy, he kept talking about uh, there was this guitar company. That we could get an endorsement with and of course things went south with the manager and we never heard anything else well you know i was at the point when i'm playing i've been playing so many years and i never obviously obviously had an endorsement by anybody and i thought you know man what could it hurt to try so, you so, know it's always about just ask the worst yeah. i could say is no yeah exactly that's, that's both of my feelings i mean the worst i could say was no they were going to put me in jail or anything you know, so, right right I, uh, I uh the co the company was called Zane Guitars and I contact contact them and a um, good friend I'm, I maybe became a good friend Jeremy Niche was uh was working with him okay and, uh, I, I approached him you know in the way of hey I was in this band and my manager said you guys were interested in this and he was of course he was like well didn't know anything about that but he goes Matt but you know we do you know do artist type stuff he said uh, do you have anything you can send me so I sent him some music and. Uh, he got back to me and they were like, he's like, yeah, man, well, we would like to work with you. And it, it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, uh, the thing was saying it, it imploded and fell apart, but uh, it led me to Ron York Strings, Rosario Panzarella, and uh, Ron York Strings, which led me to Killer B guitars. Um, wait, wait, I gotta, wait, I'm gonna cut you off a little bit. So you got Von York Strings. Yeah. You had Killer B, Killer yeah, B guitars. Yeah, gonna, look, look at the lawyer on me. I'm taking notes like it's a deposition. About it. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just, I want to sort of get us a little list together. So yeah. you got, who else do you have? So, well, have I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm no longer with Killer B. Uh, Killer B shut down. He, uh, Kevin, Kevin had decided to get out of it. So now I'm, I'm working with a couple. So they got stung. Yeah, there you go. That was bad. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, I'm working with a company called DTH Guitars now. And DTH. Uh, Gage Guitars, yeah. Um, David Hargraves, Hargraves is uh, the CEO and head luthier. And I'm really excited about working with him, man. I mean, he's, he's a, one of those kind of guys that uh, just has a knack 
from building guitars and he's really really his attention to detail is beautiful and perfect he, he does great work i've seen a lot of his stuff and we're, we're working on the guitar that we're working on and he was like well you know pick from our you know my list of stuff here of styles and you know well, that's we'll, great yeah we'll go from there you know we'll make it yours so i picked this guitar uh, it was called the cerberus and uh it, it had on the in in his ads and stuff it had a floyd and i i've got a lot of guitars with floyd roses and i didn't want another one so you, know, you don't use those it, it's not necessary all the time and i do, do different tunings and i wanted a good guitar that i didn't have to worry about that with Right, because so, you're gonna you're gonna get a little slippage if you get if you get yeah, a little too crazy with yeah, it. Right, right. Tuning with Floyd Rose, you're 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 in a bad place. But uh, he uh, he was like, well, um, you know, I've actually never made that guitar without a Floyd Rose. He goes, you'll be the first, so this is going to be your your model. So I he's love that AC model. I mean, so that was really honored that he would do that. You know, so you got a fit just a regular fixed bridge on it. Regular, it's a yeah, Babix. Babix a fixed bridge is really that's another thing I like about him too. He uses, everything he uses is extremely high end, you know, right. parts, and, and and he does not fool around. I mean, you're not going to get a you know a a, a Chinese plastic volume right. or something right. for your thousand dollar guitar, you know, or like shitty machines or something like that. Yeah, he's really, really, really talented man, and he's he's actually turned into be a, a quite quite a brother. I mean, he's He's kind of one of those kind of guys that has your back no matter what. I'm I just I'm just really impressed with him. I really really enjoy working for him. That's then, really great. So then and after that it was uh, I believe Spectreflex Spectreflex cables. I went to them. I've got I work with him. Um, Corvid cabinets, amp cabinets, um, Intune guitar picks, uh, and the custom audio mutation. Man, that was the big one for me. Uh, what was it called? Custom Audio Mutation. Uh, they're out of Akron, Ohio, so they're pretty close to me. But uh, my good friend Richie Randall from Gravehugger hooked me up with uh, Turin Murphy, the guy that runs the company and does all the work. And the guy, on top of being an, an, a, a, just a killer, you know, killer builder of amps, man, the guy is one of the most monstrous guitar players I've ever seen in my life. Man. Right, because they're the ones who have the passion. Right. They understand the tone that you need to get. That was the thing with that kind of killed with Zane. Zane, when I was talking to the luthier, he was like, "Well, I don't play guitar." Oh, that's that's crazy. What? What? How do you? What? That's you like know? that's like there yeah. was this pizza chain up by us that I remember they opened up and they had like the you know the the eight million degree coal fired stove and all that. Everything seemed right. right. It was a corporate formula. And the people in there didn't have the love for pizza. Well, right? see, you can do that, yeah, man. Yeah, it's they're gone already. They're gone. You know? Yeah, you're already. You're already and they deserve to be gone. Strikes. Yeah, you're two strikes, man. You're out. If, it, if it's a corporate formula, so that's great. And, yeah, and it, I said, I've just been really. The thing about the endorsements is, I mean, there's not. I don't think there's really any uh, magic or, or formula to doing it or getting them. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of fact that you know all they can do is say no to you. Right. You know, and I found that just approaching people, you know, and you know, and just starting a conversation it was my newest one. Um, I was with Lawn York Strings for for three years, and just he said Rosario got me in Guitar Player Magazine. I was in Guitar Player Magazine in an right. ad, which was obviously a dream come true for me. You know, I'm some hillbilly from West Virginia, and I'm in Guitar <laughs> Player Magazine. You know, right. but I, I, I 
Rosario shut down. It was it was getting to be too much. I mean, with the meat with the guitar, especially with strings, it seems to me, um, unless you're like you know, like one of the big dogs like Ernie Ball or Nate Dario or right, right. something like that, it's extremely hard to get stores to take a chance on you. You know, uh, and Rosario, that's what Rosario ran into. I mean, he couldn't couldn't get obviously couldn't get the strings into stores, and it was right. it about to be too much, and he had to go. But he. Uh, we when we parted ways, he closed his doors. He said, "I'm going to send you a severance package." Was that? And dude, it was I, that was two years ago. I just ran out of the strings. He sent me oh. a box of strings. I think he did the same thing with Scott. Just a massive box of strings, and he was like, "Here, man, you know this is this is the inventory, you know." But uh, so I spent some time here as as my barn work started getting low, you know. I was I said, like, "I got to find something." So I looked around and looked around, and of course the big guy. I always I played Ernie Balls for years, and I just they just weren't working for me, you know. And uh, so I found a small company out of Pittsburgh called MJC Ironworks, and that's uh, a cool name for strings. They're treated string like to a point like what Bonnie York was not to the to the Bonnie York was. I mean, amazing. They're amazing strings. His process was was just revolutionary, and. Uh, these guys do the same thing. They treat strings, but it's not quite as, as in-depth as what Bonnie York was. But these strings, I mean, they're really, really good strings. Um, the, their customer service is really good, which is big with me. When yeah. I, I work with a company, I want it to be more like a family than, you know, as a boss and, you know. And you're, one of, you're one of the minions. You don't want to be a minion. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, I, I purposely work as hard as I can promoting these things, promoting whoever I'm working with, you know, taking pictures, doing demos, you know, putting stuff on YouTube, up on Facebook, and trying to, you know, you know, push that. So, you know, these guys, what was really weird about the MJC Ironworks, you know, I'd sent this, them an email or a text, and the guy was talking to me, and uh, he goes, well, man, who are you playing with now? And I told him, I said, well, I do all these gigs. I said, nobody right now, obviously, you know, but I played a band called Mother's Nature, and he goes, Mother's Nature, I saw you guys at the casino in Charleston. Oh, look at that. Yeah, man. So I worked there for like six weeks. I saw you guys like twice. And I was like, wow, man, that's crazy. You know, it was a small world. I mean, you never and it's, know. And it's done. It's all over. When there's that interpersonal connection like exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, exactly. And he's also from West Virginia. He grew up in Wheeling, West Virginia. So, I mean, you never know who you're talking to. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, I think a, probably a mistake a lot of guys make when they approach companies is coming off as the gunslinger, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I, I've done this and I've done that. It doesn't really matter. No, it's the person. It's the person. It is. It's a lot of the person. And you know, you, you have to show them that you're going to do the work. I mean, right, right. Them that, you know, you're, with my case in a normal year, which this is obviously not a normal year, but in a normal year, I play between 150 and 200 gigs a year. Wow. I mean, I play constantly. I mean, if, if I'm not playing, I'm doing demos or or promoting. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, it, it's to, to finish up on your or to dovetail on your thought. So one of my guitars that I bought used on Facebook Marketplace was a bootlegger guitar. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a great guitar, and I put it on the show. I was I was very manipulative. I kind of talked <laughs> about it on the show a little bit. Right. A day later, my new friend is Chuck Wilson, who owns the company. All right. You know, and we, we, we chatted a little bit. I'd still love to see if we can get them to endorse our show or, you know, be a sponsor. Be of the show. 
but you know, like I've got his cell phone number. We talk all the time. Yeah. He wanted me to come to Nam. Uh, is it Nami or Nam? I don't even know. Nam. 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 That's just what I know. Or but, Nam. That's just it's kind of a you know. Oh, Nami, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you say. But, you know. but yeah, and, and then this thing. So I'm trying to get First Leaf to sponsor our show because I I drink a bottle of wine just about every show. There you so go. Why don't we get a sponsor for that? So you're you're the king of this stuff. Yeah. And I emailed, I, I tracked down the CEO last night and I, I cyber stalked him. I sent him a Facebook message. I said, you won't hear from me again unless you write back. Right. But, um, they make great wine, so I figured why not. But I, yeah. what, I mean, you're, you're a, once again, what these guys are looking for is people that are in a position to put their product in front of people. I right. mean, that's, that's the biggest, that's the number one thing with, with, with sponsorship and endorsements. You have to show them that you're going to have their Put their product in people's faces you know and i and that's what i try to do whether it's gigging or you know promotions on facebook or on here and, you know just you just gotta uh just gotta do the work i mean it's like anything else in life so, I mean, so what this is a great thing because i don't know anything about that world so in the world of a hard-working 150 gig a year musician so you you get the gig for i'm going to look at my notes here um custom audio mutation doesn't matter any of your right any of your uh, companies for which you're a sponsor, what are you actually doing to promote them day to day, week to week? Well, I mean, with, with me, it's uh, anytime I'm approached, you know, which you get approached a lot at shows, you make, you absolutely make the point of letting these people know exactly what you use and how to get a hold of them. And then in your everyday, like through the week stuff, I mean, do videos, go, okay. go to Facebook Live and say, hey, look, this is my aunt. This is what I'm using, man. These things are awesome. Do play some stuff. Show them how awesome the amp is, and then say, "Look, man, contact Kerr Murphy here at, at Custom Audio Mutation." You know, it's just a matter of, especially these days where you know we're not playing as many gigs this year. Um, you need your internet presence needs to be much more profound. That's right. Bigger. Well, well that, this shows you how little I know. So, will they ever like give you a call and say, "Johnny, uh, we want to do a photo shoot"? Like, will they ever call you in to do something? Yeah, well, Ron York did that. I mean, that's how okay. I got put into in Guitar Player Magazine. Uh, Rosario was like, look, man, you know, we're going to do a professional shoot. And right. was, you know, so, you know, we went down and rented out a bar downtown and, you know, got pro got professional photographers with lights and all this kind of stuff. And it was my diva moment. I really enjoyed that. That's I, really cool. I like being fond of her occasionally. So there yeah, you well, who does it, right? And... and and, and you know what's really cool? Like, so for any guitar player to say uh, that they've been in Guitar Player Magazine, I mean, think think of the other folks who've graced their pages. I mean, you know, Jim, everyone, like all, all our heroes, Jimmy Page, you know, um, uh, Jimi Hendrix, my 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 dear friend, I don't know him, but Pete Townsend, that's my hero, you know. <laughs> you know yeah. But you've been, in, you've been in the same pages as your heroes. How cool is that? That was a that was definitely a bucket list moment, man. I, yeah. I he told me about that, I, and I will, you know, until the day I die, be eternally, eternally grateful. Oh my God! I mean, you know, there, there's other guitar magazines, but Guitar Player is the magazine. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. That's, you know, I told Rosario, you know, he's from up y'all's way too, and I told him, I said, you know, you guys call Springsteen the boss. I said, but you will be the only man I ever call the boss. So, oh, that's great. That's great. Hell, you were in the same magazine as him. 
Yeah. Like, like it, it's just, it's super cool. Yeah. Now, what, what are your musical tastes? Are they varied? Is it kind of very big, man? Um, you know, when I came up playing music here in West Virginia, around here, man, if you don't play a little bit of something, everything, you know, you don't work. You know, and especially when I was coming up as a player, you know, you would play you up, you play four hour gigs, and you know, one that's set, a long gig. Yeah, it's a I long gig. Yeah. It's usually uh like an like 15 minutes and you get a 10 minute break and you know but you may one set play hank williams and the next set be playing you know megadeth you know so right. you, they, they want variety and right. uh, i as i was learning to play you know i i would delve into all these things and once you do that man you know i think that's a, a mistake a lot of players make i mean they they're closed-minded to other styles of music right i mean i love i love listening to you know, to well, you know, again, Hank Williams, as much as I love listening to Pantera, you know what I mean? Right, I mean, I right. everything. But as, as, if you wanted to label me something these days, as I've gotten older, uh, I've just I play Southern rock a lot. I love Southern yeah. rock. I mean, That's what I grew up listening to. Yeah, in New I mean, Jersey, love, you know. The name is Steel Company. This is the, one of my bands. Uh, I have my son playing bass with me. My oldest son plays bass with me. Oh, that's great! And it's 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 a just basically a southern blues rock band. I mean, it's just yeah. not, but it's just joy. Absolutely. So you guys, you must play Southbound, right? Oh yeah, we're working with Southbound. Uh, we do a lot of uh, Blackfoot and uh, yeah. almonds. Do some more almonds. Uh, you know, just. Stuff that, that kind of gets lumped in. Blues rock kind of gets lumped in with Southern rock a lot. You know what I'm saying? One yeah. of my favorite right now, well, it has been for years, is Government Mule. Uh, Warren Haynes is just, I've seen him twice. What do you say, Government Mule? Yeah, Government Mule. Every, I, I have heard a little bit of their stuff. Everyone tells me how great they are. I have to admit, they, I don't know they them. They are absolutely one of the best bands working. And them and uh, Blackberry Smoke are like the two big, you know, they're carrying, they carry the flag. Right, 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 right. But man, do yourself a favor and listen to Government Mule. Warren Haynes is seriously one of the most accomplished guitar singers out there right now. I mean, and I've seen him live twice, and man, it, you can tell the greats when they, when they hit that first note and your skin, the hair on your arm rises mm. up. I mean, it's just one note, and you're just right. just so huge and so beautiful. His tone is just magnificent i mean it's just it's just he's i'm a he's a huge influence on on my playing and my singing right now great slides i'm not such a great slide player but he is uh, do you guys do any originals or is it all covers yeah, little... we are actually and this year my plan was i'm, I'm working on a follow-up to last minute standing which is my first solo album my okay. plan this year was to do that and release the name of steel album um i'm working with enough i was going to Work with another man called uh, the Scurvy Dogs, and we were doing. We're, That's a great name. Thank you. We were doing. We're doing an album, so I was going to get all three of those done this year, and that's not going to happen. So there you go. It's uh, yeah. a little tougher. So, so I always, I always brag that uh, my first band was called Bloody Smegma. That's that's pretty good. Dude. <laughs> that's that's a good one. I, yeah. I didn't come up with it. I, I, uh, I for about twenty minutes. It was called Stink Finger. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And then my last college band before I stopped being in a band was John Doe and the Generics featuring Michael Bernstein. That's pretty good, too. And a little trivia, uh, Lenny's nephew. 
So Leonard Bernstein's nephew. Oh yeah. Is our bass player. Wow. Yeah. Is that pretty cool? But that was college stuff, not you know, not paid gigs. So I gotta ask, you have two purple guitars behind you, I could see. Yes. That over so, here. Let me see that one. That looks like a little different. This one is was the original Killer B. That oh, was that's beautiful. I love the contour on there. Yeah, she's great my, headstock. She's my original, the original guitar. That's actually still the only one I have left. A four left bolt one. neck I saw. You got a four yeah. bolt neck. Very yep. nice. It's a great guitar. He did. He did. It's Floyd Rose. Floyd Rose on it. Gold hardware. He did a great job with this guitar. Um, and it was. Uh, that was my number one. My first one I ever got. Her name is Elizabeth. No, Sharon. That's Sharon. I'm sorry. I named after my mom. This. Okay. This is actually one of my newer ones. This is Elizabeth. Oh, she's but pretty. She's actually, oh, oh my God. She's actually. Wow. She's an Epiphone. That. That is a finish. Look at that. I'm looking at me. It's so shiny. I did that again. Flip the yeah. back. That was a cool camera effect. I actually, yeah. I could see myself yeah. in the back of the guitar. That's funny. I made it ugly for a second. Oh, Jim. Oh, I love that. I'm a connoisseur, Jim Beam. That's great. There you go. Is that what you're drinking today? What are you drinking at? No, you're drinking a bottle. Uh, Jim Beam Black. Jim Beam so you Black. This is beer a, and a cranberry juice, right? No, that's Kentucky. Oh, bourbon oh, beer, right? Yeah, bourbon yeah. barrel ale. I like this. Yeah, like. Oh, me too. This is, a, this is a. This is Jim Beam. This is Jim Beam. So. I thought so. I thought I, then I, I amended. I thought you were going to say it was a cranberry juice in one hand and beer in the other, but. Nah. Yeah, to me, there's two uh, quintessential um, Southern Rock whiskeys. One is Old Granddad. Right. And, uh, and I can't stomach old granddad, so there you go. Yeah. When I was in my college freshman year band, our singer, Katie Milak, had only sang in church choirs. So we made her choke, or choke, oh my God. We made her chug whiskey to learn how to sing rock. And it, well, it kind of worked. I was going to say, that's generally the, uh, the approach. I mean, yeah. That's for me over the years. I noticed, well, back in the day when I first started singing, uh, you know, I, I basically I, I started singing because I was the guy with the loudest voice, you know. Yeah. I could find singers. And man, back in those days, I could sing really high. I could sing higher stuff, you know, we were doing Queen's Rights and stuff like that. And as I've gotten older, you know, drinking and stuff and other stuff, but I mean, we won't go into that. But anyway, I, I'm, it's kind of lowered my range, but to be honest with you, I, it kind of feel like I've, you know, found my voice. You know, I would think I'm, it would add character to it. Just yeah, like we look better with wrinkles, I think, because it's just character in our face. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, that's why I let my beard go white. I mean, you know, I used to color yeah. it, you know, but, you know, embrace it. You know, you're getting older. Yeah. You know, you're wiser and, you know. You're, right, right, right. Miles, you know. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good, especially yeah. if you're playing rock. I, I think, you know, the, the more age you show, the, you, you become that grizzled old rocker, you know, which I think <laughs> is cool. Yeah. Those are my favorites, you know what I mean? I mean, those are my, those are, have always been my favorites, you know, that you just see a lot. You know, you see the, like I said before, you see the miles on their face. You see the, the things they've gone through, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, yeah. to me, I, you know, I, like I said, I mentioned before I played playing in the heavy, the heavy metal band, Black Cross Brotherhood. Um, as I've gotten to my, in the last three or four years, I mean, not to say anything against heavy metal, uh, I still love it, still listen to it occasionally, but I mean, 
I'm not an angry young man anymore. You know what I mean? Right. I'm I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and you know, it, it metal has lost a lot of performing metal has lost a lot of its luster for me. I mean, I, I don't don't particularly. I mean, a lot you know, a lot of what I do is rock based. When I play blue stuff, there's you know the Page licks and the Angus Young licks fly in there and stuff. But yeah, you know, it's still. It, I just find myself. I guess I've mellowed. You know. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, you know what it is? Each stage in your life is legitimate. So when you're an angry young guy and, and you're playing a little Sabbath, that has its place. Yeah. And it always has to be consistent with who you are at, in that moment. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happily married. I've been with the same woman for 16 years, and uh, I landed. And uh, I, uh, we've been married for two, and you know. I'm not angry. I mean, I'm just, I'm really, I'm not angry about things and I'm, you know, I just don't feel the need to, to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, it's, it's just, uh, I'm, I, and I feel like Amos has got a song called, uh, I ain't going out that way. And what the chorus says is, you know, I've lived by the sword, but I ain't going out that way. And, uh, it's just about, I wrote that about, you know, uh, my life, you know, staring. You know, I was sitting here one day and looking at Linda and just kind of thinking, you know, about every place I'd been and everything I'd seen and all, you know, the things that I've done, you know, good and bad in my life. And, you know, I, I was like, I thought to myself, you know, out of all the rooms I've traveled, I think this one here's where I'm supposed to be. And that kind of song grew out of that. You know, so, oh, you know, that is, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm content with my life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I'm, I've, I've done a lot of things and, you know, things I never thought that I would ever achieve, I've achieved, you know, now, but now in saying that, I don't, I'm in no ways finished. There's three right. million things I want to do. Especially with my son, with Amos doing my son. My son is, I mean, I'm extremely proud of my son. Uh, he's, and I'm, well, both of my sons, I'm extremely proud of both of my sons. But, but playing on stage with John, Jonathan every night, uh, I call him, we call him the Revelator, John the Revelator. He's I love that, yeah. And, and I guarantee you, he's very proud of his dad. Well, sometimes he is. Sometimes I'll make an ass out of myself. So. Well, you're still a rock guy. I mean, look. <laughs> he's actually more of an adult than I am. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. You know what I love about your reflections is that there's kind of room in music for all of those stages. You know, there, there's room when you're sad. You know, there's great music when you're sad than the blues, right? Yeah. You got angry. You could either go metal or punk. In yeah. those genres, if you're like that, but then when when you get a little older, you you can sort of look back at all of that. And God knows there's room in music for that, for that sort of contemplative part of your life. When you're yeah. looking back with appreciation, and you're still pulling all of that stuff into your music, but you're not coming from a place of either anger or insecurity anymore, because insecurity fuels a lot of music too. You know, with younger people who are very insecure. And they're all about the hey look at me. Yeah, we all, we all still always have a little bit of the hey look at me, but yeah, sure. I mean, if you're, if you're a guitar player, you're still for me. It's it's going so much from I guess hey look at me to to you know I've always said that when I die, <clears throat> my eulogy should be you know he was kind of a jerk, but man, he could play. Who I, I didn't hear who you said. You, your, your Zoom went out. Who were you just talking about? I said, but it's, it's, I've always wanted people to say, well, you know, he was kind of a jerk. <laughs> really, but, um, which I, I try not to be a jerk. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I say that, but, uh, 
you know, you, you get, you're right. You get to a certain age and, you know, I wouldn't trade any of the things I've done or went through. Not, not one of them. I was single one. Um, it's, it's all made me, brought me to where I am. Absolutely. Yep. No, this is great. Well, you, you know what? That was, that what a perfect way to end the show. Um, I have to tell you, this has really been wonderful. Uh, it's been, I'm, I'm, I'm truly glad I'm, I'm in debt to Scott to hook us up, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. Well, it, it's my pleasure. And before we, we sign off right now, tell everyone how to find you. Um, I'm assuming Johnny Compton, but give us a little more. Uh, Wait, hold on. You're fading out a little bit. Um, you can find me. Uh, you can find me. Out. Oh, I'm sorry. How's that? That's better. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, where uh, you can get me on? Uh, you can find me, my album Last Man Standing on uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Uh, it's just Johnny Compton, Last Man Standing. Um, any digital streaming outlet, you can find the album on there. Um, I'm on Facebook. It's Johnny JMFC Compton on Facebook. Uh, you can find me there and I'll give you an idea of what I'm doing. Um, you know, that's where I'm at. Uh, Johnny JMFC at bandcamp.com. There's a few songs on there, but you know, go check out the album and, uh, you know, contact me, let me know what you think. Uh, no, they're going to love it. And what we'll do is when Scott posts this for us, uh, I'm sure he's going to tag you in the Facebook, uh, because we're old farts. We do most of our promotion on Facebook. Yeah. So uh, this has been a great show. And more importantly, it was really enjoyable for me, at least selfishly, to get to know you. I appreciate it. I'm glad, brother, I'm glad to get to know you, Dave. And uh, man, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Take care.